0: What's happening? Shit, I know something happening, because everything's moving. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Elevated Sports Podcast, and this is Eric Sagala. The following is a recorded radio show called The Unlimited Sports Show, found at GoMileHigh.com, part of the Beyond Air Network at the Colorado Media School. You
1: ready? You're listening to the Unlimited Sports Show where we talk football, basketball, baseball, and hockey.
2: Or whatever else we want. Welcome Welcome back to the Unlimited Sports Show, a part of the Be On Air Network. I am hosting it today. I am Hunter. We, with me we have Eric and Jack, and then we got Michael back there on the boards. How are we doing today, fellas? Good good. Good good, man. Doing dandy. Nice, nice day out there today. It was what, sixty degrees? Nice Wonderful. and sunny and after the two days of rain that we had.
0: I didn't have to bring a jacket, man. It was nice, you know.
2: Love this I know. weather. Alrighty, well, let's just go ahead and jump right in it today. Um, We're gonna go ahead and start with some NFL news that I thought was pretty interesting. One of the bigger free agents that were out there with Bobby Wagner, he signs a five-year, fifty million dollars contract with the Rams. Where do they keep getting all of this money?
0: I don't know, man. I just the Rams are committed to uh, running it back this year, man. I mean, some of the moves that they've they made in this uh, you know free agency period. Um, you know, just, just to name some Matthew Stafford, they gave him a four-year contract extension and then they were able to sign Allen Robinson after losing um, Woods to uh free agency. He went with, oh no, they traded him to the Titans, but I mean, they're just making these moves, man. They're GM. I'm a big fan of him. They're, they're doing a great job.
2: Yeah. I mean, they're kind of the ones who established that we don't need those picks for the draft. We're just going to try and win now. Yeah, exactly. Everybody mm-hmm. saw a shirt. They know what he, how he yeah, goes. exactly, exactly. So, I mean, that's a great addition for them on the defensive side. They they lose a good key veteran in the locker room and on the field in Von Miller, but they kind of replace him with Bobby Wagner and bring that guy who's been in the league for ten years into that locker room who can definitely make that secondary ish area back there a lot more vers- versatile too with his speed.
0: Yeah, man, his veteran leadership is going to help in the locker room on the defensive side. I feel like, you know, him and Aaron Donald, they should be, you know, a great matchup with each other. And I, I don't know, man, uh, this team almost looks like they can be a potential dynasty, like the moves that they're making. Ooh. I mean, Matthew Stafford still got, you know, plenty of football left in him. So they're very exciting, man. I mean, when you're in L.A., when you're in that market, you've got to be huge. you got to be bigger than
2: life. Yeah, so.
3: when you have that stadium, too. Oh, that stadium's oh, so fine? you got to yeah. start filling those seats.
2: I mean, with, you know, the, like you said, living in, being in LA, it's, it's like you have to live up to that hype and that atmosphere that they're in. And I think bringing in Bobby Wagner was perfect for that. Now they've pretty much filled all of the holes. I mean, obviously they're going to have to fill that hole where Von Miller left, but I think their run defense becomes a lot better now, too, because Wagner's just a tackle machine.
0: Wagner's great, man. He's really intelligent. He's, I think, the best middle linebacker in the past, you know, 10 years. Uh, i can't really think of anybody else i'm a huge fan of wagner watched him for years since that uh that seahawks championship run and almost doing it again but uh, we know how that went down but wagner huge fan of him
1: yeah and the rams they, they now have uh superstars on every block they got jalen ramsey on the corner bobby linebacker and aaron
3: aaron donald that defensive tackle what yeah they make they an impact in that uh nfc west looking a little more open now with russell wilson gone
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's I I feel like it's the Rams to lose Um, the Cardinals. I mean, they had some great matchups against them uh, this past year, but uh, who knows what the Kyler Murray situation? Yeah, I don't know how that's going to go down. That was kind of rocky a couple weeks ago. So,
2: yeah, it's also weird that he leaves a team that he was with, you know, his entire career in Seattle and stays in the exact same division and goes to the Rams.
3: He's got something to prove, man. He wants to go to Seattle and play him once a year, play him twice a year. And uh, L.A. is not a
1: bad place to to go. Just won the Super Bowl. It's Los Angeles, warm weather. You do have to deal with the
2: homeless. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, and they're they're much more popular uh, now than than the Lakers. So, I mean, you know, good for the Rams.
2: Yeah, I mean, the dude is an absolute stud. He's been to 10 straight Pro Bowls, the most of any active player in the NFL right now.
0: That's amazing.
2: Okay, well, speaking, staying on that topic, and speaking of free agents, we're gonna have a little bit of a list here of the top free agents remaining, and I kind of have, would like to see where you guys think they might end up, or what you guys' thoughts are of what their season's gonna look like for them this year. So we'll just go ahead and start with Jadavian Clowney.
3: Ooh. Ooh, interesting. Hmm, where does Clowney fit? I don't think that there's a glaring need on the market for him. Uh, He's definitely still one of the top guys available. I could see him going somewhere random, probably taking the biggest money he could. Yeah, I mean,
2: I feel like it really all just comes down to him. If he wants to go to a contender, take less money, be one of those, you know, not even starters, just be a backup guy and kind of you know try and help a team win a championship or like jack said just go for all of the money and just try and f- get get what he deserves
0: so like in the AFC west you know all these teams except for the chiefs have made moves huge moves i mean it would be huge if the chiefs were to sign somebody like Clowney. i think Clowney's great i think he's got a lot of football with him but uh i don't know man i, I don't know which team would would see him as a fit um, Maybe Dallas. I it's hard for me to say about Clowney. Oh yeah, that's that's a good spot. I
2: mean, take over for Randy Gregory.
0: Yeah, which they missed out on, so I mean that'd be like a good like rebound. For, right. Solid,
2: you know, second option.
0: I mean, we're talking about like a former number one overall pick yeah. in Clowney. Mm-hmm. And he's put what what is fourth team now? Yeah, I mean what he
2: Texas Cleveland Cleveland you play anywhere yeah. else the Titans I think Titans yeah oh yeah he played for the Titans so yeah I mean um, it's gonna be interesting to see where he goes there's still quite a bit of time left for these free agents to sign so what do you guys think about OBJ
0: ooh ooh um, there was a lot of talk about him re-signing with the Rams but uh, I know those talks have kind of like simmered down It was since uh, Robinson, yeah I was
3: gonna say you think I, that door closes since Allen Robinson came in I it could be I heard Something about him potentially wanting to think about re-signing with Cleveland, Wow. which I don't know if that no, would happen. But they're talking about back. that.
0: Cleveland's dumb Cleveland enough to make those type of Cleveland decisions. I mean, look a at Deshaun like that. Watson. That will never go back there. Why? Yeah, that's for sure. Why do you say that? Mark? They don't have Baker there anymore. Yeah, that was a whole well. They're going to get rid of Baker. No, I was them.
1: not a fan of the front office. I mean, look at the moves that they're making. Deshaun <laughs> the Watson, you really think he's like? you know, they made a good signing right there. I, I don't know anybody that has said that.
0: No, I think that was just a bad signing on their end um, yeah I mean you, you're gonna get rid of the quarterback the first quarterback to bring you to the playoffs since uh, what 2002 or something like that yeah sad nah, I don't know what Cleveland's doing but uh you might even hold on to him I definitely sign OBJ yeah it's just I could a random pick I could definitely see OBJ going to a
2: team like the Patriots who are oh. hurting for receivers? He's
0: gonna go to some random team like the
3: Eagles. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Uh, OBJ, like I felt
2: like if if it wasn't the Rams or uh, the Packers, Packers need some receivers
3: too. Oh, that's
2: actually not.
1: That's not a terrible fit. I for think him. He, maybe Tampa. He's talked Tampa? so many times about how he wants to play with Tom Brady, and I know they have a lot of wide receivers, but you can never have enough weapons. Well,
0: speaking of the, Tampa, does Gronkowski go back to Tampa? I think he retires, man. I don't think he. You know, I watched that Tom Brady documentary and he talked about how, how much his body couldn't take it towards the, those later years with the Patriots because they used him so much. But uh, yeah, I could totally see him retiring. Yeah, yeah
2: I mean, you, you think of Gronk and you th- automatically think of Tom Brady. And I don't think that if he plays or he tries to play, if he doesn't go back to the Bucks, I don't think he plays at all. So I really think it's just the Bucks or bust for Gronk. And, and
3: not playing it all the season if he can't get back with them. Yeah, so, I can't see Gronkowski playing anywhere else with anybody besides Tom Brady. I think that kind of kept his career in – he still had a career because of Tom Brady and his personal relationship with him. I mean, you look at his, his injury history the past yeah. two years with Tampa
2: Bay anyways. I mean, last year he played what, like six games, seven games? Yeah. There was a good chunk of the season that he missed due exactly. to injuries. I just think it's... But well, when he plays, it's
0: great. Yeah. And it's, yeah. He's a, you, know you know he's going to get targeted. He and knows Tom, they know
2: exactly what each other's thinking on the field. Yeah, I mean, Tom knows exactly where to put it. Gronk knows exactly where to be for Tom to put it. It's, it's a perfect chemistry, but... Um, what about Stefan Gilmore? I'll jump on the defensive side of the ball again. Wow.
3: That's another tough... These free agents that are left, there's really not a glaring oh, they're going to go here, they're going to go here. It's it, You could kind of pick them at this point.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, I can't really think of a team that's like a contender that's looking to fill that, you know, number one corner role. I could definitely see him maybe re-signing with the Panthers because he was pretty successful with them. Um, I don't know if he'd go back to the Patriots maybe. since they lost J.C. Jackson. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really tough to figure out where he goes. It's that's another situation where it's depends on how he's feeling if he wants to go to contender and take less money or go just go after the money and play for a terrible team.
0: He should take less money, and you know what team he should go for? The Bengals. That oh. be that would kind of like push their defense over okay, the edge. But H. they kept Eli Apple. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a problem. Everybody's I mean, favorite corner, Eli Apple. Yeah, everybody during the playoffs was talking about, was another guy who played on the Giants who was really bad. <laughs> and then there was a couple of plays where he looked really bad. I mean, I think that would push him over the top um, if they were to get Gilmore uh, because they already have two great safeties as well on their team.
2: Yeah, well, um, we'll go back over to the offensive side of the ball with this last one here, and we will go with Julio Jones. What do you guys think? Wow.
0: Yeah, man, that was a that was a surprise. I actually see Julio. I think Julio in Green Bay would be that makes sense. That would be a great ten. I've
2: been seeing a lot of stuff Wilson. saying that it would be smart for him to try and go back and link back up with Matt Ryan in Ooh, in, in, Indy. Indy. in the
0: Indy. Wow, that would be a, that I'd I'd love to see that. They're already a
2: pretty yeah. scary team. I'm not gonna lie. Absolutely. So if they can pull in a top guy like Mike him,
0: Hitman. Oh, that'd be a good offense. John yeah. Taylor oh man I, yeah. no, I'd be all for it that makes sense Colts man
2: yeah. Colts are going to be interesting they're definitely going to be a weird team to pay attention to this year but uh, coming up after the break we will jump into some NBA or er, just basketball hall of fame in general maybe some we'll talk about some of the coaching changes in the NFL we'll mix it up a little bit so uh, thanks for listening to uh, Unlimited Sports Show be on air be on air now
4: Hey Colorado Sports fans, you're listening to GomileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current.
5: Stop torturing yourself, fans! Live in the now!
4: So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GomileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle.
6: Show sweet Every day, across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say.
7: Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it.
6: College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it, and can change those who listen to it, too. This is where we start out, you know, from getting all this great experience working in college radio. It makes you want to work in real radio.
7: College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do not only school, but in life.
6: So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio. Now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org.
8: So, I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you know, Uh see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So, I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama. You know, the Dalai Lama. Uh His laminescence. Flowing robes, grace, bald. Striking, really. I says to the Lama, Hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri La? Well, apparently, some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. See, the Lama's a big hit. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well he says, What station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands in Shangri? I says it was none other than GoMileHigh.com, Llama. Uh They got the best sports coverage in the state. The Llama actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again. But I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me. Which is nice. It's great. Go Mile High. Yeah, hey man. What's wrong? I'm feeling lost.
4: Lost? Yeah. I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere. And I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah. Because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today. So find your voice at beyondair.com. It's changed my life. Let it change
3: yours. Welcome back to the Unlimited Sports Show. You gotta be unlimited. They gotta have a thought process of being unlimited.
2: Welcome back to the Unlimited Sports Show, a part of the Be On Air Network on GoMileHigh.com. This is Hunter with my hosts today, Eric, Jack, and Michael on the board. So guys, they released about maybe an hour and a half, two hours ago, the 2022 Smith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame class. And some of the names on here I know. There's a name on here I don't know. But what are you guys' thoughts? We got Manu Ginobili.
0: Manu Ginobili, man. Before before I talk about Ginobili, up is that donkey that's on your shirt? Yes, it is. It is. I made this shirt. <laughs> I did. It's I tie-dyed it I was and like, everything. Why is there a donkey? And I was like, that's donkey from Shrek. Yeah, <laughs> I made Murphy. All right, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> Manu Ginobili, man, with with the Spurs. I mean, that big three, Duncan. And Tony Parker, man, now all three of them are in the uh, the uh, Hall of Fame. That's great, man. Next one to get in there is Popovich and that whole team, that whole dynasty. During yeah, he's age. pretty
2: close to like the most wins all time by an NBA head coach. He has he? it. Oh, he did. Yeah, he got
3: record. it. this yeah, season, this season he wow. ended up getting it. So yeah. he's been
2: around for a long time. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, and Jack earlier said that the Spurs as a whole franchise were overrated.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was set up with a very peculiar wow, question man. by you Michael. You know what? Tim over Duncan is so kind of disrespected kind of in the NBA.
0: He has just as many championships as Kobe Bryant and he's always forgotten about. Exactly. He's one of the best, probably one of the greatest power forwards in the history of, of basketball Definitely. it's just because he wasn't as flashy yeah exactly you know? he's like Jokic, man he yeah. wasn't you know the guy who was on the highlight real but look at his numbers and look what he was able to do with the spurs but i mean overall with that team with ginobili who is now in the hall of fame i mean it's a great team and uh ginobili. Ginobili, yeah he was he was epic
3: yeah um also we got, got george carl getting into that class uh yeah. Everybody around here should know George Carl. Uh, he's been a f- fixture in the league and in basketball media in general for so long. With that uh, Seattle Supersonics team with Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. Everybody remembers when they were the one seed facing Mutombo and the Nuggets at the eighth seed. One of the biggest playoff upsets in probably sports history. It's kind of
0: ironic that that's, that ended up being one of those teams that he coached in his later years yeah. and uh, turned the Nuggets around, man. I mean, they were a dying franchise. It's true. And they drafted, uh, you know, Mellow, and then he came along. Things started getting better. They started making the playoffs, made the playoffs nine straight years. Um, then he won Coach of the Year his last year with the Nuggets. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to get past the uh, eventual superstar dynasty, Golden State Warriors, so...
3: Yeah, I was the Lakers, too, in those mid-2000s matchups with the Nuggets in the playoffs every time.
0: Like, I-, I love George Carl. It just sucks that he was only able to take the Nuggets, you know, past the first round once in his career. And that's just, I feel like that's just a huge, you know, stain on his career. But other than, I mean, he was a great coach.
2: Uh, yeah, he was the coach for them when I barely just got into basketball. I remember he was the, you know, the guy that was running the show for them. And I was kind of i i was a big fan of him i was i was one of those people very few people who were kind of upset that he left but i could also understand why you know he got
3: fired because he couldn't get past that there's also his issues with carmelo anthony it's a well-documented beef between those two caused a lot of problems ended up really being the reason why mellow left the nuggets in uh, 2011 i think that was
0: yeah, 2010, I think, is when the draft happened. Um, I mean, the trade happened. Um, but, yeah, George Carlman, what he was able to do after Melo left, having the Nuggets' best record uh, in franchise history, I think they had, like, 56 wins. Um, yeah, that was the year that he won the uh, his the coach head coach of the year. Of the year. Yeah.
2: yeah. And then another name we got on this list
0: uh, for this
2: is Tim Hardaway Sr.
0: Yeah, Tim Hardaway Sr., man. He was great with the uh, Orlando Magic. You know, fun team when he was playing with Shaq. Different I think, was no, oh, yeah, I, think it was <laughs> I made that mistake earlier. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I get them mixed up all the time.
2: Yeah, well, um, I, there's a few other names on this list that I'm not sure who they are. Swin Cash, I think we we found out that it was a WNBA
0: player. Yeah, so four-time WNBA All-Star and two-time Olympic gold medalist. Uh, some crashes oh wow yeah you a know, long time with the uh, I think she played 15 years in the WNBA and then Bob Huggins yeah Bob Huggins uh, he was a two time NCAA national coach of the year oh wow uh, he also was with he was a long time West Virginia head coach so college head coach making them the uh, Hall of Fame that's pretty good
2: yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. We were talking about it a little bit earlier and I i definitely think that it's smart to have not just, you know, an NBA Hall of Fame, but just basketball as a sport hall of fame. I think that there's some other sports out there that should try and incorporate something like that. But uh staying over there on that on the basketball side of things, what are you guys' thoughts on that Austin's Austin Rivers ejection last Ooh, night?
3: Ooh the classic Lance Stevenson moment. We thought we were over that, but um he continues to be one of the league's best actors still to this day he can pull off one of those austin rivers went on twitter actually after the game and said that he had never been ejected from a game in a circumstance like that in his whole basketball career and uh he's calling for the nba to go and review that which i think they should if you you go back and look at the play nothing at all happened um, Tony Brothers, you know, he's quick whistle and always has Ugh. it out. Tony, for the Tony Brothers needs to
0: be banned from
3: Nuggets games. Yeah, he has it How out. How many he's times have he been banned from the
0: NBA in general? The NBA ejected refs have Jokic, Ejected Jokic, uh, Malone. I mean, he's done that like time and time after again. And he like, I, I don't know what he has against the Nuggets, but he just wants to some, be the star of the there's show. There's a
3: character question definitely with all of the NBA refs at the moment. Arguably the worst officiated league in all of – the four major sports here in North America (laughs) They, they just there's so many inconsistencies night to night player to player with the NBA officials and it's a problem that needs to be fixed because it's really taking away some good basketball it just is really unfortunate Austin Rivers got caught up with some Lance Stevenson fake elbow action. Yeah, and and that's I have to agree with
2: that. It's it's really sad when you sit there and you see these players put all they have out there in the game playing the sport that they love and then you just let these these officials just come in and they have all the authority
3: to do whatever they want and just take over and do, like I said, whatever they want. Yeah, the it's, NBA is no stranger to referee controversy. Looking back, most notable moment probably being the 2002 Western Conference Finals between the Lakers and the Sacramento Kings. Um, it was later admitted by uh, Tim Donaghy in his book that they had it out for the Kings. Wow. They definitely did. Obviously some issues with Allen Iverson back then. So the NBA referees need to get it together. We need to start holding them accountable to the rule book and uh, stop showing this favoritism they show. Not it, after It
0: takes away from the game when you just see those type of calls being, you know, happening on, but I mean, that, that call against Austin Rivers was disgusting. Yeah. That was just one of the worst decisions I've ever seen. And then he barely even touched him. And then Lance Stevenson's like pointing at him, freaking out. I'm like, ah, dude, this is... They actually uh, showed the replay and he didn't touch him. He yeah, didn't touch him at no, all. He didn't crazy. touch him at all. Really. He just kind of like, kinda, to, like the, reacted. The one little hair got hit Yes. Probably.
1: But yeah. I do think being an NBA ref is one of the hardest. Of them, there's so much going on. Unless there's you're
2: refing a Sixers
3: game.
5: <laughs>
2: no i i agree with you there um michael because it's you know it's such a quickly paced game and um everything going down on the court you have to pay attention to so much going on and there's so many things that you can call or
3: cannot call throughout the game let's start getting some ai's on this man let's start getting some computer generated <laughs> officials to start correcting the mistakes because it just gets out of hand a lot. And it, it really does take away from basketball, which is a beautiful sport. It's just not fair. It's not fair. And, yeah, Austin Rivers is just another example of incompetent officiating recently. You got anything to add on to your point there, Michael?
1: No, I feel like I can't say anything. Or I'm all the dumb <laughs> He's scared. No, I want to I hear this, Michael. I don't know. I think being an NBA ref is one of the hardest ones. I mean... Like, I know there's a the whole talk of robot in baseball, which I could see happening, but I also like the human aspect of it. And I don't know, uh, what's your idea of bringing AI to call NBA games? I was, I, I was, was that- thinking
3: about the, the baseball thing. They, they've tested it out in some minor league games and some games overseas. And what do we want to do? Do we want to have a quote unquote human aspect to officiating? Or do we want the rules to be followed down to a T? And obviously with human error, it's, you can't get everything. Like nobody's eyes can pick up every single foul or every technicality that happens. But if we could somehow implement a uh, sort of a check and balance to the refs, um, maybe some improvement to the replay system, maybe the challenge system needs some issues. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think that, uh, we're moving in a new direction with the rules and with refs and, just something needs to change.
0: I, I agree with Michael, though. I, I do feel like basketball is the hardest uh, sport. To oh call. yeah. I mean, we could sit here and sure. talk about how all the officiating, no, all the sports are basically, you know, you know, it could be better, but. Um, You know it's all flawed, but with the NBA, I mean, or basketball in general, you just there's so much you got to pay attention to, and uh, I mean, there's missed stuff called all the time. But yeah, I I definitely maybe we just have 20 refs running
2: up and down the (laughs)
0: court, one
2: one ref per player.
0: Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Now you got it. Just keep your eye locked on that guy, and you just watch him until he messes up, and then you call. Maybe that's
3: the solution.
0: Because I mean, like. Well, I, my, my disgust for the refs has started with LeBron James, you know, just him, just every time he drived a lane and he would get fouled, called for the foul all the time. And it just gets so old and tiring and I'm just tired of seeing it. But, uh, I, I do understand it is one of the harder sports, fast paced. You gotta be, you know, paying attention all the time. So I'm glad you brought
2: that up. Um, I did want to ask you guys with the season that the Lakers have had this year and the fact that LeBron really is carrying that team and is. Um, almost on pace to get the, another scoring title. What do you guys think that does for his legacy and you know everything
3: that's been happening well, for him, them this year? LeBron James's legacy is already cemented. He is one of, if not the best basketball player to ever live. Nineteen years. Oh my God! Like LeBron James's legacy does not have an issue, and this one scoring title will not have an impact on that at all. I think LeBron James is LeBron James man like we got to, you can't really take anything away from him I think he's just trying to make it up there and uh, not only wait until his son Bronny enters the NBA but also to get Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring title which if he plays a few more seasons it's within range of him he you, could get that
0: you said that we can't take anything away from him but i wish we could take away space champ too oh <laughs> wow
3: <laughs> so
1: lebron does need 58 games to be eligible for the scoring title and right now he's yeah. played 55
3: oh, okay and he has well, he's dealing with a better. leg injury right now so we we don't know we don't know he could yeah. do we know when he's supposed to be back no we have no update on that i don't think uh, i believe
1: tuesday he's hoping to be back Tuesday is Just the time for the playing tournament is
0: that against Denver on Tuesday? I'm telling you guys he's getting up there in age man it's gonna get harder for him next year the year after that I mean every he's year in the past three numbers, years he's man. missed a good significant amount of games because of injury I mean other than the bubble season
3: true he's still putting up numbers
0: oh, He he's still putting 50, up numbers but that's because his ago. team is lacking his team has been sorry and this is definitely one of the biggest you know disappointments of the season
2: Yeah, the Lakers have definitely not lived up to the hype at all this year, but I'm not complaining one bit about that because I am not – a huge Lakers fan at all. I'm right over there with you, Eric. I, I hate having to watch LeBron drive the lane and start crying all the time, all the time. All the time. So um, we'll come back. We'll throw some more uh, free agent. Oh no, we're gonna do some buy and sell and the ten coaching changes throughout the NFL. So uh, this is the Unlimited Sports Show, a part of V on Air Network on Go Mile dot com. <laughs>
0: Are you feeling droggy or tired? (laughs) Needing motivation or inspiration? Want to go to that party or need a workout? Well, then you need a bang! Bang! This is not your average energy drink. Bang is a revolutionary drink that combines essential amino acids with clean ingredients and 300 milligrams of caffeine for a good for you fuel to last you all day. With over 40 different flavors, there's a bang for everyone. Bang Energy Drinks fuel your destiny.
6: Every day, across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say.
7: Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it.
6: College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it, too. This is where we you start out you know from getting all this great experience working in college radio It makes you want to work in real radio
7: college radio means finding yourself it helped me find what i wanted to do not only in school but in life
6: so support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen college radio now more than ever a message brought to you by this station and the college radio foundation for more information please visit college radio.org.
8: So, I'm taking a trip over to Tibet. You know, Uh see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So, I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama. You know, the Dalai Lama. Uh His lamanessence. Flowing robes, grace, bald. Striking, really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I caddied for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently, some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. See, the Lama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day Well he says What station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands In Shangri I says it was none other than GoMileHigh.com Llama uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state The Llama actually tips me this time 2-1 So he pretty much stiffed me again But I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com So I got that going for me Which is nice It's great Go mile High. Hey man, what's wrong?
4: I'm feeling lost. Lost? Yeah. I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere. And I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah. Because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today. So find your voice at beyondair.com. It's changed my life. Let it change yours. This is the Unlimited
1: Sports Show. It's where you get all the unlimited sports information you need. Cleaning his arms! Bear infected! Somebody stop Good that! Yeah, you're done.
2: Welcome back to the Unlimited Sports Show, a part of the Be On Air Network on GoMileHigh.com. I am Hunter. I'm joined here today with Eric, Jack, and Michael back there on the board. What's cracking? We are going to talk about buying or selling the teams, the 10 teams who have head coaching changes.
1: Michael has a list for me back there I do yeah 10 coaching changes for the NFL that's uh that's insane imagine that for the NBA or MLB right so first up are you buying or selling Mike McDaniels on the Dolphins Mike McDaniels selling hard sell bro
0: Mike yeah, McDaniels go. doesn't look like he's <laughs> played football. I don't feel like the locker room, he's going to be able to get a hold of the locker room. Uh, Mike Dan- I mean that dude's just like a jokester, man. I feel like he's just going to be, you know, in that type of spotlight with the interviews. You know, they're going to talk about it. But I have a feeling that the Dolphins ain't really going anywhere with him. I have to
2: disagree. I'm going to have to say bye. I think, wow, I think they just... Ooh. I mean, yes, a lot of the players and stuff they got plays a factor into it but the dude is also like an offensively minded guy. He learned so much behind Kyle Shanahan over there in the 49ers program and I just think he's set up for success. You know, you've got Tua coming off of a pretty solid year last year. They just, just barely missed the playoffs. Um, They've got, they just got Tyreek Hill, well, you know, one of, you know, one of, if not the best wide receiver in the game right now. And they they're keeping a lot of the players that they had from last year. They're just switching it up a little bit for who's calling the plays. Do
0: you think that Tua is going to be able to throw those deep bombs to Tyreek Hill?
2: No. Absolutely, tua has got a cannon for
1: an arm. Ooh, this oh, is the cool. year for him to prove it. Yeah. He doesn't yeah, do it this he's got year. He doesn't the do it this head year. Head coach, this is the year. He's got Tyreek. He has the weapons. If it's not, if he can't prove it this year, then
3: they have to go out looking for a new quarterback. Luckily, if Absolutely. all else fails, they have Steady Teddy backing them up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's get that down the field every <laughs> once in a while. What well, I mean, they're like. probably
2: going to need him. I mean, I don't think Tua started every game last year, did he? No, no,
0: no I don't think he's had one healthy
3: season yet. So, yeah, yeah. Tua to me has the makings of a total bust. Like honestly, like I, I, I've watched a couple of the Dolphins games, and just when you see him, he doesn't look confident in the pocket. He doesn't look confident with his passes there's always that you know he's got a big arm which we heard for a while with drew lock and uh we saw that ended up i don't know i am not the biggest believer in to uh to be honest
0: so yeah i mean the reason i saw mike mcdaniel was because i mean with brian flores they didn't really have a problem with brian flores other than the gm having a problem with him yeah. i felt like you know he was he's the only you know person that in the division was able to beat the patriots um you know a certain amount of times but I feel like them going from Brian Flores to Mike McDaniels, I think that's a step back. I feel like they're going to have a ways to go, and they're kind of almost away from, like, you know, a rebuild. All righty. Uh, what do we got next here, Michael?
1: Doug Peterson of the Jacksonville Ooh. Jaguars.
0: Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy this one. I, I like Doug Peterson. I think he can uh, definitely turn this team around. And if he can't, then maybe, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence isn't the answer. I'm going to buy it just
1: because it's replacing Urban Meyer. <laughs> that alone, <laughs> buying that, as long one. as he doesn't kick his kicker in the shin, I think he'll be an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, it's an easy coaching job going from
2: Urban Meyer to Doug. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and then they had all that money that they used so far in the in the off season. Spent a lot. Yeah, they've spent quite a bit. Then they went out and got. Fixed that O lineup a little bit. They they got a few receivers out there. Um
1: They're in an interesting division. I could see it I'm not saying they're gonna be going to the Super Bowl like
2: Cincinnati, but I could see somewhat of them kind of making a wild card. Slipping on through. Yeah. Finding a way in. Really? Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. I mean, um Doug Peterson's a Super Bowl winning head coach. He's the only one that is, you know, that just got signed that was Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah. So he knows what it takes to not only get to the playoffs, but get through them. Um, I think it's going to take maybe a year or two for them to kind of establish who they are as a team because they're still pretty young and they're still, you know, you look at last year, they finished what, like three and 13 or whatever it was. Yeah. But, um, Yeah. I mean, I like the hiring. I like, it's a perfect fit for Jacksonville. I just think it's going to take a little bit of time. I don't think people should be sold that they're going to be contenders. Yeah, they finally get an, ad, a, an adult
1: in the
3: room. Right, That's exactly. So there you go. Still exactly. have some growing Somebody who's faithful, sure. faithful to their wife. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who doesn't take a different plane than the team so they can right. go to like, like a college bar that? in Ohio. Yeah, and,
1: and I could bet that Doug Peterson knows who Aaron Donald is. As true. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that.
3: Oh, urban, urban. All right, up next, Lovey Smith and the Texans. That's interesting. Mm. You know, in the mid two thousands, Lovey Smith with the Chicago Bears, he kind of he kind of proved himself a couple of times. Man, he kind of fell out of relevance there for a while. I'm not really sure where he's been the last eight years or so. But you get a head coach with an experience on a, a team like Houston, which needs all the experience they can get right now. Um I, I I really am not too sure about this one. So yeah, I mean Lovey Smith he he bounced around from the
0: Bears, then coached at the Buccaneers for a couple of seasons. Oh, yeah. Um but then he was out of pro football up until last season. For um, how many
3: years was he uh,
0: gone? Five seasons he was really? actually leading Illinois. In,
3: Illinois? The
0: Illinois. yeah. Oh wow. So uh but, yeah, I mean, last year was his first opportunity. I mean, there was talks about Houston. I mean, I like that move better than what Houston was originally thinking. Uh, it sounded like they were going to uh, bring in uh, McCown, who was never head coached Josh in McCown. the or had no coaching experience in the NFL. Um, and then I think the NFL intervened and said, no, you've got to, you know, you got to hire a minority coach, and
3: that's why they brought in Lovey Smith. We all know the issues with the Houston owner. They're probably trying to get a PR image to oh, yeah. get rid of the racist the, allegations.
0: The racist allegations, get rid of that bad stain of the former quarterback. You know, they're just they're trying to move on. So oh, I, I like Lovey Smith and what he was able to take, you know, Kyle Orton and good old uh, Rex Grossman to the Super Bowl, oh, man. I mean, that's yeah. an accomplishment.
7: Was he part that's of huge. that team?
3: Yeah,
0: they 2006? both were they, were. they both were uh, uh, quarterbacks that
2: year. Wow. Yep. Rex Grossman. Yeah, I uh, I like Levy Smith. I I think he's you know just a smart co- coach. You know, he he doesn't really like the flashy stuff. He just wants to play the game the way it's supposed to be played. And I think Houston's the perfect place for him to be. I think it'll be a good way for him to kind of re kickstart his NFL career and really prove not only to himself but to a lot of people around the nfl who he is as a coach because that's going to be a tough team to
3: kind of get a hold of especially like you guys were saying with everything that's been going down recently all right with another controversial head coach move uh, let's talk about josh mcdaniels in the las vegas raiders this is by far my favorite this is my favorite. I feel like I've,
0: we're going to really, you know, get to understand, you know, who is Josh McDaniels as a head coach, you know, is he still the same guy in Denver, you know, because he was a great coordinator. Don't get me wrong with him. But I think that was also, you know, you have the Belichick. circumstance feeling in Belichick's
3: system and Tom Brady. Tom Brady uh, the human embodiment of Las Vegas itself is definitely Josh McDaniels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this guy, man. I think he's, Has a lot to prove. Uh, He hasn't really proven he can do anything without um, Bill Belichick over there. in the staff has really no good track record with anybody. I've heard plenty of stories about how, terrible and unprepared of a coach he was here in Denver. Right. But I'm all for him going to the Raiders. Have fun. Yeah. yeah. Mess it, that thing see, you know, You're bringing a little rivalry back. Yeah, hopefully he you know. can start a little dumpster fire over there and it keeps burning.
0: I mean, he's been there for a while and he hasn't traded Derek Carr and I'm kind of disappointed. Well, I'm, if,
2: if I'm being honest. <laughs> I,
3: Trade him for Jay <laughs>
2: <laughs> If I'm being honest, it, it actually kind of caught me by surprise. You know, I, I knew at the end of the season they were going to need, need a new head coach. I knew they probably weren't going to stick with with uh, Rick Bisaccio and which I thought he should agree. have I, I completely, I he
3: agreed. Agreed. Oh, he's I completely agree he's the only interim head coach in NFL history to lead a team to the playoffs and after of course John shock, um mishaps um yeah, old bull cut up there uh, decided to swing for the fences with Josh McDaniel. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, like I said, it caught me by surprise. I wasn't really expecting them
2: to go after him. I thought it would have been somebody different. Um, there wasn't really any names that they were throwing out there towards the end of the season. It was just a lot of speculation on who they might go after. And then it was just like. Bam! Within days, they're like, "Okay, it looks like it's going to be Josh McDaniels. They just have to work out a contract with him." And I was like, "Whoa, that that came out of left field, out of nowhere." It's crazy. He's still only forty five years old, so he hasn't been in the NFL that long. And I mean, he's getting a good team, though. You, you look at the Raiders; they made the playoffs last year. They were able to beat the Chargers. They had they just got Devonte Adams. They just traded. Um, with No, the defense. Who would they get on defense? That didn't they get? Oh, Chandler Jones. I got Chandler, Chandler Jones. Jones. Yeah. And Huge so, 90. yeah. So it's, I think they, he's, yeah, I'm not going to say he's set up for success 100%, but he's definitely got, a, he, he's going to hit the ground running with that team. And I think they'll, they'll be. A different caliber of a
3: team this year. I mean, on paper, they're the worst team and arguably the best division in the NFL right now. So we'll see what he can do with all that. Yeah. Moving on, obviously probably. What about Arsenal?
0: former head coach of the Raiders, former Bronco defensive coordinator Dennis Allen, getting a head coaching job with the Saints? Ooh.
5: What
0: do you think of that one? Who? Dennis Allen? <laughs> Yeah, um,
2: that's that's some big shoes to fill there for taking over for Sean Payton's job who's been there for quite a while. I had, uh, the Saints are a lost team it's right now. It's such a
3: confusing situation that they're in right now. Obviously, we've heard lots of things about how they're Salary cap situation is absolutely terrible.
0: Mm-hmm. Sean Payton had a deal with one year without uh, Drew, Brees, Drew Brees, and was like, "Nope, this. I'm out." Yeah, I, I mean, how often do you
2: see a team lose like a quarter, like a franchise quarterback, maybe the best quarterback for the franchise ever, and then oh, the head coach who was with him by his side throughout his entire career, pretty much
3: steps away like two, a year later? Uh, I don't know. Sean Payton had some issues. I, I know they just made that movie about him, which was critically, questionably received, but New Orleans is just, they were figuring out how to make a tight end and do a quarterback for the last year. Man, yeah. <laughs> I just don't know what they have going on.
2: Well, we've got quite a few more teams and coaches to take a look at when we come back. So uh, thanks for listening. This is unlimited sports show. Part of be on air network on Go mile high.com. <laughs>
4: Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current.
6: Stop torturing yourself, fans! Live in
2: the now!
4: So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle.
6: Show me! Every day across this country... Hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say.
7: Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio
6: changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it, too. This is where we start out, you know, from getting all this... Great experience working in college radio makes you want to work in real radio.
7: College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do, not only in school, but in life.
6: So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio now more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit college radio
8: so, I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you know, uh-huh. see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So, I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama. What? You know, the Dalai Lama. His uh-huh. laminescence. Really? Flowing robes, grace, bald. Striking, really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently, some stationary liquid would taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the Lama's a big hitter." Nailed two eagles in a row then there Well he says What station could have possibly gotten all the way out To my sacred holy lands In Shangri I says it was none other than GoMileHigh.com Llama uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state The Llama actually tips me this time 2-1 So he pretty much stiffed me again But I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com So I got that going for me Which is nice That's great go mile High. Hey man, what's wrong? I'm feeling lost. Lost? Yeah.
4: I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere. And I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah. Because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today. So find your voice at BeOnAir.com. It's changed my life. Let it change yours. This is the Unlimited Sports Talk Radio Show, where we talk through unlimited sports
2: on Go Mile High Radio. Ah! Welcome back to the Unlimited Sports Show, a part of the Be On Air Network on GoMileHigh.com. This is Hunter here with Eric, Jack, and Michael on the board back there. Let's go ahead and finish this coaching segment for the NFL. I really like this one. So we've gone through a few of them. We know the Saints, the... Um, Jacksonville Jaguars. What else we got over there? New York Michael. Giants. Well, yep. Yeah. New York Giants. Brian Dable. Dable. Brian Dable.
0: Dable is a smart move, um, especially for the Giants. I mean, they they were contemplating sticking with uh, their former head coach, who, if you guys remember, uh, Joe Judge. You know, calling <laughs> that, that uh, calling that <laughs> quarterback keep on third and long. I mean. <laughs> I don't know what what How could you go wrong with keeping a coach who calls a play like that. I'm glad that they got
3: so much, you know, you got Pat Shermer 2.0, so much crap
0: for that. <laughs> and uh, but the Brian Dable move, I mean, with been with the Bills for the past couple of years, I think that's a smart move and that's going to put them in the right direction, hopefully. But the real question is, is Daniel Jones the real answer there? I don't. Yeah, think so.
1: that's the thing. It's going to be a rough first year for him, I think. But then Yikes. I think the Giants as a whole they're going to realize Danny Dimes is not not the one for them. You know, they're going to want to upgrade from that.
2: That dime to a quarter actually get a quarter back. George, well, I mean, um, you know, looking at his career, he uh, started off as a defensive assistant for the Patriots in he 2000. Been in the league for
3: a long time. Yeah, uh, He's been in the league actively since 2000, other than the one year 2017 when he took a break to become the offensive coordinator for Nick Saban in Alabama. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he's got a long track record. Wide receivers coach for the
2: Patriots, quarterbacks coach for the Jets, offensive coordinator for the Browns for two years, um, coordinator, offensive coordinator for the Dolphins for a year. Chiefs too. Yeah, one year for the Chiefs.
0: So, what year was that when he was with Alabama? Twenty seventeen.
3: Offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach.
0: Okay.
3: Um, And probably when Tua was there, right? Is that one year later than Tua?
0: 2017 I I think so um I just know it was I don't think they won the the championship that year because I think it was Clemson
3: yeah
2: yeah, um, and then the you know last three four years he spent with the Bills as their offensive coordinator. So oh,
0: look like yeah. how he was able to you know with Josh Allen, Josh, what he was able to do with Josh Allen when he first came into the league. We had a lot of question marks with Josh Allen, but now he's like yeah he struggled his
2: you know his first year year and a half two years, but and then that third year happened. And he just took off and he's been running ever since, trying to compete with Patrick Mahomes in the AFC. So I think I think it really all just depends on. Their quarterback. What it comes down to with their quarterback, their defense is solid. They're not anything to write home about, but they're not
0: terrible. Oh yeah, especially last year. I mean, they they just look. They're they're consistent on defense, and you know they they have playmakers. Um, but yeah, the offense is just the big question mark.
2: Yeah, and you know they. I think they extended Blake Martinez, their stud at middle linebacker.
0: Oh, he's really good.
2: Um, their tackle machine. So, yeah, I, I really think, you know, they've gotten a few solid offensive linemen. Um, it, they're really going to need Kenny Galladay to step up this year badly because he
0: kind of forgot he was on the team.
2: Yeah, I know. He, he left the Lions and it was – it's like you thought he just left the league because you couldn't see <laughs> – figure out where he went in general. So uh yeah, I mean we'll see. It really just depends on how that offense
0: produces this year. So All right, another one. Matt Eberflus to the Bears. Eberflus. Eberflus. Colts defensive name. coordinator last year. Um now he's with the Bears, head coaching them after, you know, he's taken over an offensive-minded Matt Nagy former team. So we'll see what he can do.
3: Yikes. What you said what a position to be in to be the Bears head coach. I I don't don't know how many people would find, find that job super desirable.
2: I mean, um, he hasn't been in the league crazy long. He, he started uh, at the professional level for the NFL as a linebackers coach with the Browns in 2009, 2010. Then he moved to the Cowboys for four years as their linebackers coach and then stayed with the Cowboys but was the passing game coordinator. So he kind of swapped you know, the side of the ball there. But it looks like he's more of just a defensive coordinator through and through. So we'll see how he can control that defense over there in Chicago. You know, they just got rid of Khalil Mack. Um, they don't really know if Justin Fields is the answer. I don't think he's terrible. I think they still have quite a bit to look for from him, though. So. See, I feel like Justin Fields needs a. Are- Offensive-minded
1: coach. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. this is not the right move for the Bears. I'm yeah, selling this. Are selling, this, so you're selling this one? He's selling it completely right for away. Sure, I, I, right I would have money. to sell
0: this one too. I'm right there with you.
3: Um, Chicago is just insane. I don't know if it's, place, if it's even
0: Justin Fields is the answer or not. I mean, that is one um, thing to be excited about going in as a head coach, but yeah, I mean, I feel like you need an offensive-minded head coach in order, you know, for a young quarterback like this to really develop well.
1: And that's what trend the league's going towards. It's kind of like you know three-point right now. It's kind of offensive-minded head coaches. That's the way to do it right now.
3: We saw obviously Big Fangio. What happened there could be a repeat of that situation to a degree. Yeah, and um, I, you know,
2: with the head coach being defensively minded, it probably comes down to that new offensive coordinator that they got in Bill Lazar. and. Um, looking at his career, he, he's been around the game for a little bit, you know, quarterbacks coach for Philadelphia, offensive coordinator for the Dolphins for a little bit. Um, nothing crazy. I mean, for the Bengals, quarterbacks coach for the Bengals, Dolphins. Yeah. I think it's going to be really down to how the offensive coordinator runs that team. Cause I'm not expecting anything from, um, that head coach. So we'll go ahead and jump over to another one that we have here, uh, which is our hometown area coming through. And that's Nathaniel Hackett taking over for the Broncos. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I'm so stoked.
0: Um, it's a, it's a buy. Um, I, I definitely thought the Broncos were going to go in a different direction here. I thought that the Broncos were possibly thinking about uh, bringing in Dan Campbell or somebody who has been there as a head coach because their, their history with first time head coaches has not gone so well, you know, um, with, you know, Vance Joseph or Vic Fangio or even Josh McDaniels. Those have been three straight disasters. So hopefully they're able to change things around with him. He definitely seems like a guy who can I, get a hold of his locker
3: room. I think with the Broncos, the important thing is the change in culture, you know like with the uncertainty we faced the last few seasons with the quarterback and the head coach and the owner it's time for a new and refreshing approach to the Denver Broncos and I think Nathaniel Hackett after seeing his press conferences and interviews and how former star players talk about him, I think he's the perfect answer And combining him with Russell Wilson it's a complete culture change from the Vic Fangio sort of Old school, stone cold way that they were running things the last few years, and I think it brings some fire powers, some youth, and a lot of uh, modern adaptations to the ever changing world of football. Yeah, I completely agree. It's it's basically like a
2: com- complete 180 of where they were before. With like you said, um, Vic Fangio, he was dull and quiet and wasn't very um, you know ecstatic about being there and doing what he did and you know, looking at the press conferences with Hackett and he's just all over the place. It's it's almost like the dude has to take a chill pill cause he's, you know, constantly talking very and very energetic. Yeah,
0: after his interview, like I was stoked. I was you like, yeah, this. let's go, man, let's go.
2: Right, and I was like, let's do this. With our recent history of coaches that we've gone after, I was almost afraid that we were gonna go on the same path, you know, same direction. It was, it was like defensive minded coach, somebody who's, you know, disciplined, Bill Belichick kind of, and it was really scary for me, when we were looking at head coaches and seeing, trying to figure out who we were going to go with, so I was very excited to get Nathaniel Hackett because he's like, like you guys were talking about, just the complete opposite, and he's going to bring so much energy to this team this offense and we need it we need it badly because we have not had much excitement in broncos country for a long while so we'll see how this year goes afc west is gonna be tough well this was fun guys thanks for being here with me thank you jack thank you eric michael thank you for running the boards thanks mike this was the unlimited sports show a part of beyond air network on go mile
4: Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student operated station live from the Colorado Media School studios here in Belmont, giving you a different perspective on all things current.
6: Stop torturing yourself, fans!
2: Live in the now!
4: So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle.
6: Show me! Every day, across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say.
7: Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance. and College radio is that place for it.
6: College radio.
0: This has been the Elevated Sports Podcast. Please like and Subscribe and follow at Elevated underscore Sagala, S-I-G-A-L-A, on Twitter and Elevated Sports Community on Instagram for updates and interactions with the host. Remember to always stay elevated.